0: Hey, listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this show are my own. The content here is for informational or entertainment purposes only. If you need help, find an expert. This podcast no longer utilizes social media to advertise. Yes, it's a stance. Yes, it makes it harder to grow. As a listener, please join me in not feeding the very things that are hurting us. If you like what we're doing here, send it to a friend. It's that simple. Welcome to Ben On Purpose. My name is Ben. Let's get into it. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Ben On Purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm literally just realizing I needed more coffee, uh, so I may have to stop in the middle of this and get me some, but thanks for being here today. Uh, today's a bit of a one-off episode, I think. Um, but I, I kind of woke up this morning thinking about all my friends, uh, driving in cars to spend time with, uh, family this week, especially if you're in the United States and this time of Thanksgiving into our holiday season of thankfulness and gratefulness and, and family time and celebration and, uh, shopping. Um, uh, you know, my last episode that I did it felt it felt like sort of a wrap up to a season, you know. I started this podcast. I don't know. I don't know how long it's. I think it's. I think it's about a year ago, maybe. Uh, maybe a little bit longer than that, but I, I started this this podcast about that time. And in my last episode of freezing and unfreezing and change, and you know, I kind of I kind of gave you a summary of what the last couple years of my life have been like. And once I finished that episode, it was like I think that little. Season is is now done and past. Now that I'm not, you know, obviously changing and working on things and you know all the stuff. We never really stopped doing that, but I felt like that that episode was kind of a close, and so and so I haven't done one since then. Feels like it's ramping up again, and so I'm hoping this is the beginning of that. But honestly, I, I think today is a is a bit of a is a bit of a one off. But we'll see. You know, I've gotten lots of um, very positive feedback lately from from some of you, uh, groups of you, uh, enough of you uh, that that I appreciate. Some of the feedback I've been getting is is people have been listening to me on their road trips, uh, I, which I guess means my episodes are just long enough to make that uh, a thing that makes sense hopefully not so long um, that it requires a four-hour road trip. They seem to be about 45 minutes. For whatever reason, 45 minutes seems to be how long I can tolerate listening to myself talk. So I'm glad you're listening to it on road trips. Uh, Some people have said they've been kind of binging it when they travel, uh, so that's good. Um, I've heard that it's caused some good conversations in relationships. I have not heard that it's broken up any relationships. I don't know if that's happened. I have not heard from those people. Um, so, I'm glad it's causing some good conversations. I've heard I have a calming voice. Um, I'm glad I calm you. <laughs> I don't know that I do that for myself. Uh, the voice inside my head doesn't feel all that calming, but the voice that comes out of my face apparently uh, is, at least as some of you. And I've heard that I have a challenging presence in some of your life. So, you know, you're welcome uh, for that. A lot has happened in my life since the last episode, as I'm sure has happened in all your lives since my last episode. I'm not going to get into all of that today, or maybe ever. I don't know. Making a lot of changes to my rhythms and relationships. These are positive things. They're always hard things, trying to, you know, reboot exercise and... You know All that stuff Bought a bike Fell off it Hurt myself uh, Not badly uh, But enough to just remind me That things hurt uh, Still continuing all that Writing a lot of papers On organizational psychology And learning strategies And theories And stuff like that I enjoy that Kind of working on Trying to find a community Outlet for that Because uh, I'll be honest I don't think my family Wants to sit and listen To my scientific Dissertations About learning theories <laughs> Um And getting ready for the holidays, just like the rest of you. And that's about all the catch-up we're going to do today (laughs) around what's going on in my life. You know, I was having a conversation with my 8th grade son last night in the car. And, you know, I mean, I have smart kids. uh, Way smarter than me. um, Maybe way smarter than us. Uh, but they're smart kids, uh, and they, you know, they're kids, and which means they're growing up in this in this world that we all know is feels like it's getting a bit sideways, <clears throat> if not all the way sideways. Anyway, we were having a convo uh, last night in the car on the way home from swim practice, and you know, he was kind of bringing up the state of the world and all the stresses out there and what it means and. You know, how you're supposed to reflect on it. How do we live with it? How do we cope? And, um, you know, the encouraging part to me is he wasn't really asking how do we live with it and how do we cope. Uh, We've had many of those conversations. He was more, you know, reminding me about his approach and posture in regard to all the world events and, you know, how to live in a world that's getting sideways without getting sideways yourself. You know, and, and some of the stuff we talked about was was just how that has changed over the generations. Not necessarily always going from it used to be great to now it's terrible. Not saying that at all, <clears throat> but how how our values have changed over time ab- about what we teach our kids has changed over time. Uh, how we have shifted, you know, um, our approaches to mental health, our approaches to Things like social media or approaches to world events and friendships and relationships and all this stuff is, has shifted over time. And, and one of the things that's, in my estimation, has, has begun to go away <clears throat> or at least now has gone away to such an extent that you can feel it is, is the willingness and or the ability of parents to pass down Lessons to their kids, Um, uh, you know. I think I think the ability is going down, but I think that might be a result of the willingness going down, and and maybe not even on purpose. I just know as a as a person my age, you know, living in the pre the pre cell phone world, and then the post cell phone world is is I think back to when I had to learn how to do things. I had to find people. Or I had to find, I guess, I don't know, a library book <laughs> to teach me how to do things. But for the most part, I had to find people. you know. And if you have good parents, um, you know, good is a relative word, but if you have good parents, you hopefully had those people in your life you could go to to be like, please teach me how to do this thing. And those parents uh, either already knew and so could teach you, or uh, they were good enough parents that they would go let me go find out how to do that thing, and then you and I can learn it together. And and uh, for better for worse, you know, there's all kinds of ways people learn things through to their parents. But but for the most part, you had to rely on a relationship in order to learn things, which which did two things. One, as a kid, it it required you to learn how to communicate with people, and then as a grown up, it Forced you into a realization that I have to help others learn things. So now you know you fast forward and, and you look at my kids, uh, your kids, all the kids. Um, you know the first solution to learning thing tends to be get on the internet and search it. And you know there's answers to things all over the place on there. And uh, man, you can learn how to fix your car by watching some stranger on YouTube. You can learn how to fix a toilet by doing the same thing, or you can learn how to think about things from, you know, uh, uh, the blind leading the blind all over the world, and and it's becoming more and more rare that a kid's solution to learning things is to go to a person and get their opinion. And so, as we were, you know, driving, he was reflecting on, you know, um, part of the way I think this is him talking part of the way I think for me to deal with the craziness of the world is to make sure that I don't engage with the craziness of the world, you know, as much as possible. You and I know, uh, if you're a grown-up, it's pretty hard to avoid entirely. I guess you can move to the middle of the woods, but then you're engaging a different kind of crazy, which is typically your own crazy. So at some point you're going to have to deal with crazy, but it's a very mature, you know, outlook uh, on the world. Cause the world is the way the world is. I mean, I don't, I probably don't have to tell you, but man, if you pull up any news report, you know, I'm pulling up one right now. And like every headline, I mean, this is not new. It's been this way for a really long time, especially since 24 hour news cycles. But every headline is, is this person suing someone? Uh, these, here, here's today's, uh, uh, uniform Marines are brawling in Austin, Texas. The, a Navy jet overshoots the runway. Argentina's brand new leader that everyone thinks apparently is nuts. Uh, here's in the, a nice picture of our two old uh, presidential nominees, you know, moving all the way down. Here's a terrible story about firefighters and a terrible story about China and a despicable person did this. Record crowds are going to cause pri- or problems all over the airport. I mean, it's just one thing after another after another after another that we're just taking in all the time and as we read these things and encounter these things you know what happens to us i don't think i have to i don't think i'm telling you anything new but uh, you know uh we become what anxious some of us become angry some of us become uh isolated some of us just wanna give up and be like, Well, there's clearly nothing we can do about it, so just let that let that thing roll downhill and you know, one day we'll become a direct reflection of the movie Idiocracy if we're not already. Um, you know, there's all kinds of ways that we respond to that. Some people are the like, I'm gonna get up and do something about it and then other people are like, There's nothing I can do about it. So inside my soul I'm just gonna give up and 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 do whatever, and and you have the full spectrum about about these things, and it happens every day. I mean, it's not even a you don't even have like a morning and night to it. It's just happening constantly, 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 constantly. So as we read these things and encounter these things, you know, we have feelings about this stuff that happens to us, and it, and those feelings cause things in us. So I was thinking about all my friends uh, driving around. You know, going to visit family this weekend in the States. I, I think similar things when we engage with family time. And <laughs> it, it maybe, depending on who you are, you just connected, like, chaos of the world uh, with family time, which which probably says more about you than me. But um, I think it is similar things when we engage with family time. I think it's just less obvious because it, it's not, you know, as brutal. By any stretch of the imagination, but regardless, as much as we all love each love each other, you know, when we when we engage with stuff, um, whether it's the state of the world and the world events, whether it's ourselves or whether it's our families, we bring in our own expectations, our own hopes, our home dreams about, you know, what's going to happen, will happen, might happen, should happen, et cetera. And those things encounter reality. And I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, but um, when that happens, we then have to deal with the very real gap between what we hope and expected of the world, of ourselves, of our family, and what we are actually experiencing. So I don't know how long uh, this specific podcast episode will be, but it may... It may cause uh, a long conversation, especially if you're uh, sitting in a car listening to this uh, as a family. Um, so here's what here's what I want to do today. So maybe you're in your car today traveling, or maybe you're, I don't know, if you're sitting in your living room listening to podcasts, I have this vision of like 1930s America of people sitting around the radio <laughs> listening to Uh, entertainment channels. I have a hard time believing many people are doing that out there, but maybe you're traveling with each other. Maybe you're listening by yourself and you want to, you know, carry this with you. But as I'm going to, my audience is going to be those traveling in a car today as a family. So um, without judgment of each other, (laughs) which is a big caveat. So uh, you know, whatever you were talking about or doing right before you got on this, that caused judgment of yourself or others. Uh, Let me start with without judgment of each other. So if you can rip that Band-Aid off, stick it in your pocket. I want to try this. Um, You know, let's consider two separate perspectives to this upcoming holiday we call Thanksgiving. But you could fill in the gap. Christmas, a weekend at the lake, (laughs) you know, what, a Valentine's dinner, I don't know. Fill in the gap, but today we're talking about Thanksgiving. So let's consider two separate perspectives. And I'm sure there's more perspectives, so you know, uh give me grace on that, but let's consider two. The first perspective. Um on one end of the spectrum, uh I'm going to call someone who sees themselves as mostly a participant in the upcoming holiday Thanksgiving. Uh so what I mean by that is, you know, maybe maybe you're there and you're helping. If you're driving in a car today, you're likely on your way to some place to participate in Thanksgiving. So maybe you're there and you're helping. You made a dish, you're bringing a dish, you're bringing the fun. I don't know. Maybe your job is to bring the football. You're there and you're helping. Uh, maybe you're a kid and you're just attending. You know, you're going to end up at the kids' table. Uh, you're going to be out back you know, playing with other kids, man, you're probably going to be on your phone for being perfectly honest, maybe even with other kids on their phone, but probably not talking to each other, but maybe you're a kid and just attending. Uh, maybe you're a visitor. Maybe you're, you've come with a friend or maybe you're the, uh, you know, you married into the family. This is your first time or may, you know, may regardless, there's a probably 10 other ways that you could put yourself in this perspective, but, First perspective being someone who sees themselves as mostly participating in Thanksgiving. So maybe that's you. Okay, second perspective is someone who sees themselves as mostly hosting. And this is a very different perspective. You know, uh, my wife and I had a game night the other night. I had a whole bunch of our friends over, uh, which is great. And we have just as much fun as they do, I think. Um, but the perspectives on the night are definitely different. I mean, you know, we, we have to prepare our house. Well, I guess we don't have to, we decide to prepare our house. Uh, we decide to, you know, have some snacks available. We decide to make sure there's ice. We decide to make sure that we have enough chairs out. We decide to clean our bathroom. Like we, we do these things. And then throughout the night we have a perspective of a host, Is everyone having a good time? Is the thing that I thought was going to happen, you know, sort of happening the way I happen or I happen (laughs) the way I intended it to happen? Uh, It's a different perspective. Someone who sees themselves as hope hosting. So uh, maybe for this upcoming holiday, maybe people are coming to you. So are you the host? Maybe your traditions are the ones being mostly followed. That's typically what happens as a host, it's pretty rare to go to someone else's space and be the host in that space. It definitely does happen, Um, but that's, that's kind of a rarity. But even if that is the case, you're still the host. So in general, as the host, your traditions are the ones being most followed. So if we can take those two perspectives, one as someone who sees themselves as participating mostly, and one who sees themselves as hosting, mostly. Okay, so I have a few questions to, to run through here, and you feel free to, I don't, you do you. Uh, you can pause it, talk about it. You can not pause it, talk about all of this at the end, however you want to do it. But, but question number one is this. Regardless of your perspective, what in your mind are you expecting will happen over Thanksgiving? Uh, positive or negative. Like, I want you to think through those things. What in your mind are you expecting will happen over Thanksgiving? It's the Thanksgiving. And when you talk about this at some point, remember one person's perceived positive may be someone else's perceived negative. So, for example, I may be expecting this quantity or type of food. You may be expecting to watch this or see this. Or do this. I know in, in our families, certain movies tend to get watched. Or uh, in one side of my family, it's football all day long. On the other side of the family, not so much. Or you might go hiking, whatever your traditions are. You're expecting to watch, see, or do this. Maybe you're expecting... Uh, these things will probably happen. We'll play these games or these conversations are probably going to happen or somebody's going to drink too much and act like this or somebody's probably going to, you know, say this, do this, want this. You know, everybody's got history. So uh, maybe you're expecting these things will will probably happen. Maybe you're expecting this person will probably do this, uh, you know, Everybody's typically got that uncle. Uh, Maybe you're that uncle. Maybe I'm that uncle. I don't know. Um, uh, But point being, uh, what in your mind are you expecting will happen over Thanksgiving? Uh, Okay, question two. If those things do happen, how will you feel about it? Now, here's the thing is, is we all tend to know how those things make us feel but we tend to wait until they happen to remember that that's how they make us feel. <laughs> so, you know, we repeat the cycles. So, you know, every year we go do things that we typically do every year. And every year those things tend to produce feelings in us. And for whatever reason, every year we step into those spaces and just allow ourselves to feel that way, good or bad or, or whatever. It's it's much more rare that we recognize that these feelings are coming on the front end. So question two is if those things do happen, how will you feel about it? Will it affect your mood one way or the other? Will it affect your behavior one way or the other? I'm sure you can think through, going back to question one, that uh, when these things happen over Thanksgiving, in this case, uh, they cause me to do this. Retreat, engage, dance, cry I don't know what they what they cause but that's question 2 how will you feel about it if these things do happen question 3 if those things don't happen how will you feel about it so typically when we when we think about question 2 if those things do happen how will we feel about it we go to the things that cause us to feel negative meaning like when this person does this I, ter- I typically feel this way Question three gets at it a little bit different. And the question three is typically more for the perspective of the host than it is the participant. So question three, if those things don't happen, how will you feel about it? Will it affect your move or behavior one way or the other? So it's not just the host, but if if a tradition doesn't occur either in the way that you want it or at all, uh, how does it affect your mood or behavior if a game doesn't get played that you've always remembered playing if uh, something on TV that you really wanted to watch never gets watched if uh, nobody asks about how your life is going it, you know I don't I don't know what they are for you but uh, what expectations that you hope will happen if those things don't happen how will you feel about it Will it affect your mood or behavior one way or the other? Okay. Most of that is all internal thinking, although I'm hoping that you'll have a conversation with somebody about it at some point. Remembering at the very beginning of this, I said, without judgment of each other. So if you find yourself judging, go back to step one. So those three questions lead to question four. There are six questions, by the way, if you're wondering where we're heading. Uh, question four is this, and this is where the conversation should really begin: is if you experience a gap between how, or between what you are expecting and what you are experiencing, how are you likely to behave? So if if uh, I mean my my boys and I do this all the time. I I tell them ahead of time or sometimes afterwards. Hey, like if I behave badly out of anger or frustration or whatever it is with them, you know, eventually I will get back to them and I will say to them, hey, the way I was behaving, uh, not okay, but here's what I need you to understand about that behavior. What that behavior really means is, yeah, I may have been disappointed or I may have been whatever, but what I'm really saying to you without saying it with words, is that i have this gap between what i expected to happen and what i'm experiencing to happen and i'm not dealing with it in a very good way so if you see that anger in the future i need your your help to fill in that space for me on my behalf and understand that this isn't because i'm angry at you i'm angry at this gap okay so my question to you is <clears throat> if you experience a gap between what you are expecting and what you experience, how are you likely to behave? Do you get angry? I mean, think about Thanksgivings in the past. Do you get angry? Do you get frustrated? Uh, you know, you can probably picture your relatives that do those two things. <laughs> They're typically the most overtly emotional, frustrated and anger. Do you get sad? Uh, that tends to be closer to mine. Uh, do you get isolated? Uh, meaning, do you disappear? Now, look, you can disappear while being in the room, but do you disappear? Do you check out? Does your brain just go, "Nope, not engaging with any of this," and uh, if other people need my attention, like I'm just, I'm not going to be here, even though I'm here. Um, isolation can look like a bunch of things. You can be on your phone the whole time. You can go back in the bedroom and and just try to avoid. For short periods or long periods, you can go on the back porch, you know, and, you know, maybe, uh, uh, aunt Susie is back there and you can tolerate her. So you're going to go sit with her for a while. I don't know. Maybe you go back out and smoke cigarettes like it's 1974. I don't know what you do, uh, when you experience that gap, but, but when you experience the gap, how are you likely to behave and can you share that with each other? Now, now, in sharing that with each other, what you're not saying is, hey, this is just a fact, and I need you to accept that about me. <laughs> and, like, when uh, Aunt Susie does this thing, I'm going to isolate and go smoke cigarettes like it's 1974, and you just need to be okay with that. That's not what we're saying here. What I'm asking you to do is simply identify it. Can you identify it and share with somebody that this is what it looks like when I experience that gap. So that's number four. Number five, um, uh, and this is as the recipient of those behaviors. So if you're talking to your spouse right now in the car and you just said, hey, when I experience a gap, this is what it looks like. Now as the spouse, (laughs) um, question number five is for you back to them. If I see these behaviors, can I assume you feel a gap? Okay, so let's play that out a little bit. Maybe you're the kid in the car right now and you're having a conversation with your mom or dad and they have said, hey, when you experience a gap, what you were hoping would happen and what is actually happened, how are you likely to behave? And your child just said, uh, I want to get on my phone. Like when things aren't going uh, good for me, I want to get on my phone or I want to go to the bedroom. Um, and as a parent, you said, okay, thanks for telling me that um now you would say back to that if i see these behaviors can i assume you feel a gap so in other words if we're in thanksgiving or the holiday or the event or whatever and i see you while everyone else is doing a thing go get on your phone or disappear to the bedroom or go out back and smoke cigarettes like it's 1974 can i assume that you're experiencing a gap and that and that conversation needs to happen um, because maybe the person that got on their phone would say, no, it's not always a gap. It's that, you know, sometimes, um, I just need to be on my phone for a minute. Cause it kind of recalibrates me. Okay. Uh, the response to that might be, how long does that take you? Like, if I see you on your phone for an hour, can I assume you feel angry or frustrated or isolated? And then maybe the answer is, yeah, if I'm on that long, uh, that's probably a pretty good indicator that something's not going great for me, okay? So that's the conversation that I'm hoping that you will have with each other, is if if I see these behaviors, can I assume you're feeling a gap? Uh, And then question six is, if there is a gap, how can I help? Or maybe that starts with, can I help? Like, will you allow me to help? And then the second half of that being, if you'll allow me to help how can i help um, this is not easy work especially when you're in the throes of traditions and, and games and meals and energy and you know catching up on all the thing but uh, in my opinion <laughs> and estimation the biggest thing lacking in families including my own is healthy and clear communication of expectations followed by forgiveness when those expectations are not met. Let me let me say that again. In my opinion, the biggest thing lacking in families is healthy and clear communication of expectations, followed by forgiveness when those expectations are not met. To go, you know, a little deeper on that, what if? What if an unmet expectation simply means the other person is struggling with something. What if an unmet expectation doesn't mean anything about you or the things you're doing or have done? What if an unmet expectation is simply a way to unearth a gap in a relationship? So in other words, man, if if I have a thing that I am hoping everyone else will come be a part of, and you seem like you don't want to be a part of it. What if my first thought wasn't, you're always like this, and how come you don't want to do my things? What if your first thought was, I wonder if the other person's struggling with something. What if your first thought wasn't, man, if they don't want to do my things, that must mean that I suck. I mean, look, y'all, that's, that's maybe my my biggest challenge in my own life. But what if your first thought was instead uh, that person not doing that thing doesn't mean necessarily anything about me or the things I'm doing or have done. And then what if an unmet expectation instead of a personal slight against any of us uh, was instead simply a way to unearth a gap in a relationship or a gap in In a situation? What if it was just an indicator? What if instead of taking it also personally, (laughs) we instead saw it as an indicator of a gap in a relationship? And I want to go back to the thing I said about families. I think the biggest thing lacking in families, in my opinion, and really the world, but in this situation, in families, is healthy and clear communication of expectations followed by forgiveness when those expectations are not met. So when I'm talking to my kids, if I do not give them clear expectations and instead assume that they know them and then they don't meet those expectations and I get angry, that is not healthy communication. I have to communicate expectations ahead of time and whether they like them or not, they have to recognize that those are the expectations and then when those expectations are not met, figuring that out has to start with forgiveness of when they are not met and then a conversation about why. So to kind of wrap up today as you travel for the holidays and discuss all the things. I mean just, you know, just imagine it's going to it's going to be how's the job going and say how about this weather it's either too cold or too hot. Uh did you see the game today? My team won, your team didn't. Sports Uh, do you like my shoes? Um, and depending on how you answer, we'll define how I feel about myself. Uh, you're still driving this car and, or some other passive aggressive way of telling you to get your life together. Uh, how come you don't like pumpkin pie? That's ridiculous. Or can you believe what blah, blah, blah did? Or, you know, if I was the quarterback or the president or Taylor Swift or this particular country or this particular group, I would dot, dot, dot fill in the blank, and all the world's problems were would be solved. As you're engaging all those conversations, remember the vast majority of us, if not all of us, are operating more out of insecurity than security. So cut each other a break. Let's try to assume the best, drop our swords, display some compassion and understanding. And if you're assuming something about someone else, either drop it or ask them about it. That includes your own uh, family that is closest to you, your own kids, kids that include your own parents. If you're assuming something about someone else, either drop it or ask them about it. Everything else is pretty much an exercise in futility and results in the things that we see all over the news every single day. Oh yeah, and one final note. Get rid of your phones and social media. I realize it's not a reality to truly get rid of our phones. I I, know I say that and I question even that statement, but get rid of your phones and social media as much as physically possible. The entire world talks about how bad they are for us. And yet the entire world refuses to move away from them. You want the world to be different? Well, you're part of it. So knock it off. Thanks for listening. I got to go. Take care of yourselves.